Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. The most powerful force in life is the force of vision. I'll I'll, I'll go through a lot of statements, I'll give you some scriptures, and I'm trying to, uh, at the end of the day, give you revelation of, of your very existence on planet Earth. A young man did a college paper in his economics class on his vision of overnight mail. The professor took a red pen, gave him a C, and wrote, do not dream of things that cannot happen. The young man left school and started Federal Express. I wonder where the professor is today. Your, <laughs> his vision started Federal Express. I wonder, I wonder, you know, if we took every setback like that, you know, and, and just stuck with what God had originally given us, you know, what would happen through our life? A young man saw Walt Disney in the last weeks of his life sitting in the park in Disneyland, and the, I think it was the caretaker, uh, and uh, the caretaker, Walt, uh, everything all right, because he could see Walt just staring into the distance, and Walt said, I'm looking at my mountain, and the caretaker goes, you know, shrugs his shoulders, he doesn't see any mountain. Years later, uh, th- 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 there's this ceremony um, of the finished uh, mountain called, I think it's called Space Mountain. Um, it, 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 and so the young man gets up and, and he's, he's saying, if only Walt, was, if only Walt was, was here to see Space Mountain, and, and could we introduce uh, the widow, Mrs. Disney, come up and she says, Excuse me, young man, I beg to differ, but Walt did see Space Mountain, and that's why it's there. And that's why it's there. Vision is powerful. Vision is why this church is here. It's doing a number on me as I'm studying this subject, and... um, Your vision determines your destiny. When you see what is possible and believe that it can come to pass, it makes you capable of doing the impossible. Vision is the source of hope, of life. The greatest gift ever given to mankind is not the gift of sight, but the gift of vision. Sight is, is common. Most people can see, except Julie. Um, but but <laughs> vision, vision, <laughs> vision is, sight is a function of the eyes. Vision is a function of the heart. Does that make sense? Eyes that look are common, but eyes that see are rare. Nothing noble or noteworthy on earth was ever done without vision. No invention Development or great feat was ever accomplished without the inspiring power of this mysterious force called vision. Can you just say vision for me? Civilizations were born and developed through the driving power of a visionary leader. Social, economic, architectural, medical, scientific, political achievements and advancements owe 
their conception and birthing to the power of vision. Can you say vision again? Vision is the energy of progress. Without it, we are stagnant. I know that to be true. Vision is the key to unlocking the gates of what was and what is to propelling us into the land of what could be and has not yet been. Vision sets you free from limitations of what the heart can feel. It is vision that makes the unseen visible and the unknown possible. Usually, usually, it's leadership. It's the leadership gift, and I'm talking to fathers now and business owners, and I'm talking to myself as a pastor and as a leader, and I'm talking to any leader in their own right. I'm talking to everyone because you are a leader of your own life, amen? Usually it's leadership gift that can see beyond the now into a preferred future. Say preferred future. Leadership has the skill to transfer that vision into reality. It takes courageousness, it takes inspiration, but it's God at the end of the day. The wise king of Israel, Solomon, stated in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Many other versions. Uh, without vision, we dwell carelessly on the planet, in church, in business. It's amazing when you lose vision for your own family, you just dwell carelessly. Dad gets sloppy. Mom gets sloppy. Um, Things get tardy, slack. Without vision, we dwell carelessly. Another version says, without vision, we, we are ungovernable. Meaning when God tries to put people together or, or, or when Ollie tries to put his soccer team back together, C3 soccer team, um, if you haven't got a vision to play this year, it's going to be very hard for those people, isn't it? I just don't have a vision to kick the ball anymore. That happened for me at age 18. I went on a Christmas break, came back. I went to kick the ball. I went, man, that's terrible. I can't play soccer. This is useless. I literally gave up like that. And I said, I've got better things to do. All because I didn't practice again how to kick a ball. I missed my best days. I won the final that year. What was I doing? It's easy to let vision go. Where there's no revelation of the future, people throw off self-control personal discipline and restraint. Simply put, vision is the source of personal and corporate discipline. Does that make sense? These are powerful statements I'm going to throw at you, and then I'm going to give you some keys. You were born to achieve something significant. Who can say amen to that? You were destined to make a difference in your generation. Your life is not a divine experiment by God. Oh, send this one down. See what, see what that humanoid can do. I mean, do your best, you know. But it's a project, I love this, but it's a project of providence to fulfill a purpose that your generation needs. We need your giftedness. We need your talent. We need who you truly are and, and why you've been sent to this planet. The purpose is the source of your vision and gives meaning to your life. Your vision lies within you. It's my job or someone's job to get that vision out. 
I'm right now desperately trying to exercise as much enthusiasm and inspiration to stir up the purpose for that which God sent you to this earth for. Because he didn't send you here as an experiment, but he sent you on a mission with an assignment to give him glory and to do something which is unique only you can do. Now, you might have been sold short through your upbringing, through school, or through television, whatever, or some people magazine, that you are not up to the task to make a difference on this earth. But I'm telling you, you have purpose in, built in you. And in that, there's a vision that God has. Now, what's vision? It's a plan. When I decided to put more rooms onto my house, when I realized for my young family, the house wasn't big enough. I had some blueprints. I had some architectural plans done. And I said, I have a vision. And Julie said, but we got no money. I said, I don't care about that. Where there's vision, there's provision. Did you get that? We need a, we need a church. We're in a school hall, dusty school hall, dust every Sunday morning, worshiping <laughs> Uh, praying in the closet room with the brooms, and, uh, and I said, we're going to have our own church. We're going to have our own building. We're the head, not the tail. Uh, amen. But we haven't got any money. We're only about 30 people. I don't care. God wants us. I know for a fact God wants C3 Tug to have its own place of worship. And I said that to the council for five years until they buckled and gave up and capitulated and said, we hear what you're saying. Obviously, you need a church. Because see, when you've got vision, no matter how much resistance you get, you don't care. You just persist. You keep knocking on the door. It gets you up in the morning. It's the antidote for depression. Vision. I love it. It's the power therein to live a good life. Oh, someone just woke up right there. Your vision lies within you. Lord, stir up that vision. See beyond your eyes and live for the unseen. Your vision determines your destiny. Some keys. God created each person with a unique vision. He has tremendous plans for you that no one else can accomplish. Tragic thing is people don't recognize it, that they are unique and that God has plans within them. That God has, I mean, that he has a vision for them. They, they, they don't realize it. They, 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 they don't recognize it. They, they've not maybe allowed themselves for God to go deep, deep calls to deep, deep. The deep parts of God calls the deep parts of you. We need a revelation. We need a vision for why we're in church. Church, the novelty can wear off. Man, we do good. We do good hospitality, do good songs. We're, coffee's good now. There's almost no excuses. We, we've just got everything running along. You did so fantastic this morning. Give it up for Luke. Boy, didn't he do so hospitality? Man, I'm coming to his place for dinner. That's the gift in him, bud. That's the gift. God gave him that gift. Ooh, I can't wait to get into that. Woo! The destiny of an acorn is a tree. 
by faith you can see the tree within the seed. You have a vision of it in your mind's eye because you know the potential. Say potential. The potential's in the seed. Same thing is true with you. You have potential. Potential in you, Ollie. Potential, double, tenfold potential now because you're married to Rebecca. And you got God, the three strands cannot easily be broken. And my God, you guys could revolutionize Australia. God has given us birth for a purpose. And as far as God is concerned, that purpose is already finished because he has placed within us potential for fulfilling it. <laughs> Don't you love this stuff? We can see the purpose through faith. To paraphrase the, the Bible, faith, uh, Hebrews 11 verse 1, uh, faith is the substance of things you hope to accomplish, the evidence of things you can see even when others cannot. Only by seeing what is not yet here can you bring something new, creative, exciting into existence. Thank you all the creative people in the house. True visionaries... The imaginary world of their vision is more real to them than the concrete reality around them. <laughs> In fact, the visionary's vision is their reality. It's so true. Can anyone concur with me on this stuff? Have you ever done something by vision where all natural, every natural diagnosis of the situation said, no way, Jose, it ain't going to happen. But by faith, with vision, the power of vision, you made it happen. Did anyone get through uni like that? <laughs> I know I got through some adult learning like that. I couldn't believe it. I flunked out of high school just about, and now I'm 36 years of age, getting a handshake for, for the Minister of Education of New South Wales. I've got, God, you're so funny, so funny. <laughs> you are so funny, God. Take a picture of this, would you? This is awesome. <laughs> I thought that was cute. <laughs> Vision makes you persistence. Once you know what you really want and can see it, no matter what comes against you, you never give up. Uh, you know the scripture, uh, for I know the plans I have for you. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, I've got to keep moving on now. Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. I want you to take this personally now, not just as a generic statement. I want you to absorb this into your heart. I want you to absorb it into your spirit. Living without a dream, living without vision, living without purpose is a poor existence. That's why this scripture says, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. Imagine Jesus doing that to you. If I was to give you a personal consultation right now, just through this door, uh, friend, just come on through, and Jesus saying this to you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That was only one part of the story, wasn't it? It was about five, five praise reports within that whole story. It's great. You're making good decisions. And you know what happens when you make good decisions? God blesses you. You start making the right decisions, God blesses you. You watch. I love it. The vision is the key to life because where there's a dream, there's hope. And where there's hope, there's faith. And faith is the substance of the fulfillment. It's the substance of those things that we hope for. Is that true? 
Got to have a dream. Got to have a vision. I still have a dream to have a six-pack. I still have a dream to run the magic mile. I still have a dream to, to, to do all sorts of crazy stuff. Or have you just given up into your existence on planet Earth? Can I tell you that church is like a spiritual gym? Every time you come, man, you're working out on the treadmill of the Word of God. For God knows the plans He has. Plans to prosper, not to harm. Plans to give me a future and a hope. Wow, what have they got me running on? What is this? That's, that's the scripture, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. He wants to prosper you, even if you've got no money. If you have a dream, you're prospering. Amen? Even if you've got no money, nothing in the bank, you're still way more blessed than someone who doesn't have a dream. No person can give you this vision. It's only God-given. Understand that. It's buried within you, deep within you, waiting to be discovered. Fulfilling this dream is what gives purpose and meaning to life. In fact, the very substance of life is the purpose and the vision for that which God called you to live. Until you understand that, you may not be really living. I like this. When you die, you're meant to leave this earth not on a pension, but on purpose. Like Jesus said in John 19.30, where he said, it is finished. I've done what I've been called to do. I think it's in John 18.37. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. You must have clear reason for your life. You must have clear reason. One of, the, one of the key things the church will help you with is to give you clear reason why you're on the planet, why you're here. It's about your giftedness personally, but it's about your giftedness to be able to add to the corporate vision of that which God is doing. Be known for something. Every human being was created to accomplish something that no one else can accomplish. What has God wired you for? You're born to do something that will make you unforgettable. The world can't ignore it. They talk about this church all over. They talk about this church even overseas. I can't believe it. The C3 movement talk about us having obtained 11 acres of land with no money but with the power of vision. We acquired that which we have now through the power of vision. People talk about that. People talk about you. Who, who are those people in that church? Who make up that church? Who are committed to such a, a radical vision? That's you. I love this story, this story of this woman that barges away. It wasn't socially uh, acceptable, but she pushed away uh, into the room where Jesus was with the other disciples, and she pours all this oil, and it says in Mark 14, 6, and Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. You have done a good work for him. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever this God, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. I'd like to think they would say that about us, Cam Harvey. I would like to think that they would say, what these C3 Tugrians have done for God, let it be known even unto the generations. Amen? That's your legacy. It's been said that there are three kinds of people in the world. First, there are those who never seem to be aware that things are happening around them. 
Second, there are those who ask, what just happened? Uh, Third, there are those who make things happen. Three types of people. Statement. One person with vision is greater than the passive force of 99 people who are merely interested in doing or becoming something. Most people have an interest in their destinies, but they have no passion or drive to fulfill them. They don't really believe them. They don't do the things that will take them in the direction of fulfilling them. Yet that is what separates the people who make an impact in the world and those who just exist on the planet. Got to discover our vision. Find something you can put your whole self into. Fill your life with new hope that will fill your life with new hope and purpose. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Man, without exercising all our might to bring this church to pass, to bring my family to pass, to bring my family into that home, all my might, Rachel, digging the, literally digging the, Julie said, what are you doing? I'm digging the foundation. I need to get this building up with all my might. Why does it say all my might? I think it's implying that if you get a vision and it's from God, it's not going to be easy, Street. It's going to be hard, man. It's going to be hard, Bill. To better your life, to succeed in doing that which God has called you to do, you've got to do it with all your might. It was not easy to get this DA through five years with counsel. You want to come to my house? I have boxes of paper, administration, letters to and fro. I literally have a crate full of paper, I'm sure of it. Not a crate, I mean a pallet. A pallet. Knocking. The council, the council um, what do you get? The, the, the town planner rang me up seven o'clock at night, Friday. The council doesn't ring you at seven o'clock in the evening. Uh, it, it just doesn't. He says, Phil, I'm a man of faith too. I can see the good intentions of your heart, trying to build a place of worship. I said, yes, yes, well, I'm up there building my house, a nail bag on, I'm halfway up a ladder. I said, who is this guy, what's he talking? I let him go, I'm, I'm a compassionate guy, I'm a sympathetic guy, I let him talk for 10 minutes. But for the 10 minutes, he's sympathetically saying to me, I'm a man of faith, but trust me, I'm in the council, I know the council, I know what you've been doing for five years, but trust me, desist. Stop, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. I had no other response but to say after he finished, took a breath. I said, well, until God says otherwise, we're going to persist. Persist. Desist? No. That, no. Take that away. I have got nothing to say. Sorry, got to go. I'm building a house. <laughs> Do it with your might, with all your heart. Pursue it. Pursue your dream, C3. Vision is a primary motivator of human action, and therefore everything we do should be because of the vision God has placed in our hearts. Vision influences the way you conduct your entire life, such as what you spend your, hello, time and money on, and what your, hello, priorities are. Without vision, you have no values to guide your living. Life has no sense of direction. Activity has no meaning. 
Time has no purpose. Resources have no application. When you have vision, you know how to stay in the race and complete it. Is that right, C3? Can I, give a, can I just give a, can we give a hand clap to the Lord for the people who have stayed the race like the, the, like the Boyd's 20 years stay in the race? What are you doing? I don't know. I just got a vision. This mad thing called Pastor Phil Oval, he's got this vision. He had an encounter with God like, like uh, you know, like Moses had an encounter and, and God said to him, let my people go. And then, and then Joshua had an encounter and then he said, we need to possess the land. And then David had an encounter. He said, we need to rout the enemy. See, vision, corporate vision comes through one person. The buck stops here. Am I crazy? Mad as a boiled egg? C.S. Lewis would say. Or have I heard from God to build a place of worship? A place where God's presence could come. And where his gospel could be proclaimed, Tom. Where lives could be transformed, changed, born unto eternity. And then extracted their vision, their purpose for life, back row, second row, third, fourth, to all of you, that your, that your purpose could be stirred up in the spiritual gym called C3 Tugra. Gee, what's happening, man? I'm losing some of that flabbiness of getting my six-pack for living back, uh, man, no, I've got to eat right. I've got to spend right. I've got discipline to live a, my best life. Man, what, what, what have they got me on down there? You know, we've got people asking us, what are you guys on, man? You've got a smile on your dial? You, you're living with purpose? You understand your, your calling? What are you doing? We're just working out in God's spiritual gym. And we, 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 we're, getting, we're getting fit mobilized. A gift will make way for itself. Proverbs 18, 16, a man's gift makes room for him, Luke Boyd. A man's gift. You have a gift, each and every one of you. It doesn't say your education will make room for you. It says your gift will make room for you. Proverbs 18, 6, the second half, and brings him before great men. Your gift will bring you before great men. What about that gift that Matt Dunstan there? What great men have you come across in your travels uh, all abroad? Uh, but your gift to inspire basketball players to play their best game, has, it's made a way for you. Your gift has made a way for you. It's a gift that God's given you that when you open your mouth and you instruct those tall basketball players that they respond fall into rank and file, and with vision, they win games. Not everyone can do that. And it brings him before great men. Wow. I love that. Stirring up your gift while the gift is in us. We have the responsibility to stir up. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands, Paul says to Timothy. Uh, Proverbs 17 verse 8 says, the gift is like a precious stone that would prosper you. I haven't got time to get into that, but understand this. The source of your vision is the purpose. It's like this. I love this quote. Vision is foresight with insight based on hindsight. 
Did you get that? <laughs> Note takers. Vision is foresight with insight based on hindsight, Miles Munro says. The first step to fulfilling your reason for existence is realizing that you have been given a vision. We just need to see it activated. The first step in fulfilling your reason for existence is realizing you've been given a vision. Vision comes from purpose. Vision, he's the author and the finisher of our faith, Jesus. He's purposed you. He's a purposeful God. He did not send you as a divine experiment. You have purpose. You're on a mission. Therefore, God is a God of action based on purpose, and his purposes are eternal. Psalm 33, verse 11 says this, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. God's a God of purpose. Isaiah 14, 24. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I've planned, so it will be as I have purposed, C3 Tugra, so, so have I purposed each individual member, so it will happen. Nothing gets in the way of God's purpose. That's where God's providence comes in. Somehow, even in the natural, when things are skimp, when things are against us, God's providence kicks in and he makes a way for us. That's right there. That's the testimony of, the, of this church. God created you with purpose. We must understand that God created everything to fulfill a purpose in life. Whether we're talking about anything God created, it has purpose. That includes you. includes everything. You may have been a surprise to your parents, but not to God. He has given you a special purpose to fulfill. Ephesians 1, 4. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. In accordance with the pleasure and his will. In accordance with his pleasure and his will. Get this, God planned in advance all that you were born to be and accomplish. You must know that your life has purpose. In fact, can I say this to you, you were born at the right time. Third chapter, Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose. Some people say, I wish I was born 100 years ago. I wish I was born when land was cheaper. I wish I was born when houses was cheaper. Young people are saying amen right now. Uh, I, I, wish, I wish I was born. No, you are born intentionally for now, for right now, to do what God's called you to do. There is a reason, a time for every purpose under the sun. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. It will. He will turn things around for good. It will come out in the wash. It will work out for good to those that love Him. You were given a sense of purpose. Ecclesiastes 3.10 says, I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. Can I just say to you that the word burden in the Hebrew could actually be translated as this. I have seen the heavy responsibility or occupation or task, or th this makes more sense, responsible urge. I have seen the responsible urge within my people born on this planet for that which they need to do, can do, that I want them to do because I have vision for their life, 
to perform that which is in them, the gift, the purpose, and through vision, to outwork it, to bless their lives personally, their families, their business, their lives, but corporately their church. Oh, I've got, I got to read that again because that, that's Ecclesiastes 3, 3.10 says, I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. I have seen the burden. It's a cry of the heart, a cry of purpose that says, I was born to do something that I must fulfill. There is something within you that is being called by eternity. See, that purpose in you, it comes from eternity. Do you sense that cry sometimes? Do you feel that you were born to do something with your life? Almost everybody does, even if they have never expressed it. That feeling, that longing or burden comes from God. God has placed a responsible urge on your heart because of the purpose within you. God places eternal purpose in your heart. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has also set eternity in the human heart. Powerful statement. He set eternity in your heart. There is something within you that is being called by eternity. Eternity is calling you to action. Eternity is calling you to vision. Eternity is calling you to make a difference in your world, personally, corporately. God is calling you to make a difference in this church. Eternity is calling you. The Bible says in Psalm 42.7, deep calling unto deep. But God's calling you. Eternity is calling you. Now here it is. Matthew chapter 11, 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Has anyone got a burden for mankind? Anyone got a burden for their neighbor, their friend? Got a burden for nations of the earth besieged by terror? And do you ever watch, you know, Sweden or something like that? Contentious, I know, but have you got a burden for the coast? Have you got a burden for your school? You got a burden for your business? got a burden for your workmates, you've got a burden. But Jesus says, we're just not going to, God says, I'm not just going to lump you with the burden and you're going to get frazzled and you're going to get waylaid and you're going to get, oh, forget it, man, I don't want to know about it. It's, and this is too hard to bear, but the Bible says in Matthew 11:28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you Learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. For I'm gentle and humble in heart. It's all gentle. I'm, I'm just going to nurse you through this. I'm going to navigate you through it. It's all right. It's not going to be. For I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now, here it is. Here's the kicker. Verse 30. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. 
For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Selfless faith to live like Christ.